Hi, everybody. You're listening to the New Dayton Podcast. I'm your host, Chip James, and I'm setting out to shine a light on some of the amazing things happening in and around our great city. On the podcast, you'll hear from exciting people who see Dayton as a city of opportunity and are taking an active role in creating a new Dayton where small businesses and individuals can thrive. Thanks so much for joining me. Let's get to today's episode. From the day that we decided to launch a podcast about the new Dayton, the the Dayton that is on the rise, the Dayton that is um, kind of breaking new ground in 2019, uh, some of the companies that jumped to the top of our list uh, of people we, we would love to interview, we'd love to have a conversation with, um, we consider to be household names. And right at the top of that list was Warped Wing Brewery. Uh, the, the brewery that may not have been the first brewery downtown, but certainly the one early on that gained a ton of traction and a huge following. They've got uh, beautiful branding, an amazing space, uh, where you can go and now get great food and have a beer. Um, Warped Wing is a company that truly is everything that embodies New Dayton. They are a young company that has quickly gained traction locally, regionally, and somewhat even nationally. They're truly a Dayton company that we can all be proud of. And just recently, since we recorded the podcast, they've announced a second location down in Springboro that has everybody talking and everybody excited. So let's get to our conversation with co-founder Nick Bowman from Warped Wing. So uh, it's kind of fun. We're sitting in the, what did we call it? The Brewmaster's Lair? Yeah, I mean, I guess you could call it a layer because John hangs out in here and just for hours on end. But the, the lab, it's the brew, the brewmaster's lab. Yeah. So yeah. they, so John's office is in here. Our official, my partner, our brewmaster, um, Fred, who you just met, our head brewer, uh, is right here. And then, you know, we have lab equipment. We do some testing in here. So um, it's kind of a dual purpose. But I guess this is the brewer's layer, if you, yep, if you will. Love it. Yep. So you're going to hear some sounds today. You're going to hear some, probably the door is going to open and close maybe once or twice. That's okay, everybody. We wanted to be on site. We wanted to be at Warped Wing for like a real experience. And we're sitting with Nick Bowman and uh, take us through, uh, I'm going to play dumb on a few of these things just so people listening can get the 411, I guess, or get the background information. Um, so take us through the I guess the leadership group, who's, who are the players sort of behind Warped Wing today? So we have a, a kind of a newer management team. Um, myself, um, so I oversee all the sales and marketing and distribution uh, for the brewery, hmm. uh, have since the beginning. Uh, my partner, John, is our brewmaster and the head of all brewing operations. John Haggerty. Uh, John Haggerty. Yep. yep. He's got over 25 years uh, of beer experience, brewing experience. We just celebrated his 25 years last year. Wow. Um, and then uh, John Stover, who is our controller slash CFO, um, is a relatively new hire. We hired him at the end of last year. Okay. Um, so he watches all the money, keeps, right. tries to keep us in the black. Right. And then Larry Westbrook, who 
um, is one of our larger investor partners. Uh, came on late last year as a consult on a consulting basis to help us with manufacturing, um, sales, and he's going to be taking on a bigger role, much bigger role now. But that's kind of our management team okay. uh, as it stands. So John, myself, Larry, who's kind of has his hand in everything, mm -hmm. all aspects of the business, and then John Stover, who's our um, controller. Controller. Great. Yeah. Awesome. So uh, Warped Wing was on my must-have list for season one because you guys are a household name. Thank it's you for really, that. really like, and it's really amazing. I think from people from the outside to know that you're really not that old of a company at all. You've already have, and you already have a huge foothold not only in Dayton but I think around the state. Mm -hmm. I think if I were listening to this, I would be wanting to know. How did you go from, not, not to be like stupid, but from nothing to something mm -hmm. so quickly? Because it was like, as soon as it opened, I don't know if it was because of the branding was different and, and eye-catching, or if just the beer's really good, or if it's the incredible old building. But just sort of answer for me, how did you go from, man, we should do this, to awesome and successful in our eyes, like meaning in the Dayton area's eyes? I, I think it's a combination of what you just said. Okay. Um, you know, I'll, I'll tout John's horn. I mean, the guy is a world-class brewer. He okay. trained in Germany um, at the VLB, you know, from some of the best brewers in the world. Wow. And graduated top of his class. Wow. So when we talk about the quality of the beer, whether you like every single beer we put out or not, you, mm -hmm. you can't argue that the quality is there, the balance is there. Yeah. Um, I think that had a lot to do with it. Um, the branding, you know, was was a challenge to find the right person um, and team to put that together. But I think, you know, we've always said, if you have great beer, you can do you can do well, um, even if you don't have the best marketing. Right. If you have great marketing and not the best beer, you can do well. Uh -huh. But if you put both of them together, mm -hmm. and then that's where things really happen. I In addition to those two things. You know, our management team from kickoff had over 60 years of beer experience. Wow. So it wasn't like, you know, a bunch of guys that were, you know, home brewing that said, hey, this would be cool. Let's take it to another level. Sure. It was guys that had significant industry experience, um, you know, in different areas. You know, mm -hmm. John had been, he worked at every single type of place imaginable from a small brew pub in Seattle mm -hmm. to a, a large contract brewery in Minneapolis wow. to the head brewmaster at, at New Holland for 10 years, myself at Anheuser-Busch for 10 years in various, you know, Chicago, Denver, right. um, Indiana, Indianapolis. Um, Joe Wiseman, who is now retired, was, was a part of that, had over 30 years of local experience, right. so knew the landscape really well. I think all those things combined allowed us to have a mm -hmm. pretty fast start. It's it's ironic because, you know, I thought we were gonna be the first brewery in Dayton to open. Right. We were actually the ninth, and that really, you uh -huh. know, caused me a lot of sleepless nights, but, you know, my Were you trying to be? Yeah, so we were trying. You, you yeah. were trying to be. Yeah, I mean, we- And you hit delays, or? Well, you know, a couple of things, evolution of the concept. At first, we were gonna be a brew pub, and then through some chance meetings, we decided to open what you have today Mm. Tap room, full scale brewery, full scale brewery production right. and distribution. Um, so that took some time, but then also putting together an operation of this size. Yeah. You know, it takes more capital, it takes more planning. Yeah. Um, so whereas we were the ninth, um, that's okay. 
Yeah, we, we got out fast. We knew what we looked like. We knew what we were doing. I bet if you asked uh, ten people on the street, yeah, whether it's in the suburbs or downtown, and said, you know, "Who's the who was the first brewery?" And this is not a knock against any other brewery. Dayton has become a little bit of a brewery town. Yep. But I think a lot of people credit Warped Wing with that. Right or wrong, indifferent probably. But I just think it's really cool that you guys had a vision for something. And a common theme with some of the folks we're talking to is we saw a void in Dayton. Yeah. A town that we, whoever on the team, uh, either grew up or lived currently or just loved Dayton and said, there's a void there, we want to fill it. Yep. Is that how it was? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I love Dayton because I'm from here. I moved away for a long time, but it only made me appreciate it more. Mm-hmm. Um, our other partners were currently living here. John, you know, is from Indianapolis originally, but he went to Miami of Ohio, so he's kind of familiar with Dayton. And he knew, I mean, he was shipping a lot of beer from Michigan to Dayton. So he knew that there was a need here for local beer and nobody was producing at that time. Uh Um, You know, there was a law change in March of 2013 that changed the permitting fees. And so that allowed a lot of the smaller guys to get in the game, which is great. Uh It's been great for our town. Right. Um, But, you know, previous to that, it would have been eight thousand dollars to right on an annual permitting basis. Wow. So it went down to a thousand. You saw an influx of smaller guys were like, hey. We can do it now. Uh-huh. You know, we, we can get the capital and, and cool. open up. So, so it, take me back to that exact sort of time period. It, it, I don't. I'm gonna act like I don't know. I guess like the year and stuff like that. But did you guys have to leave careers? Yeah. And you had to take a big leap of faith. Yeah. And at what point did you say we're just doing it? And then how much longer was it until it opened? And and so it, it was probably three. I'd say three plus years in the planning. From so at your current at your past job then. Yes. You're still working, but you're sort of planning on this as your baby. Yeah, I would say like around two thousand eight is when um initially I had thought about opening something up back here. Mm-hmm. Um, my dad spent twenty years in the wine business as CFO oh. for Allied Wine. Wow. And so I kinda grew up in that that industry and I said, you know, I fell in love with craft beer back in around that same time period and it, working for Anheuser Busch, we didn't have any beers that really were appealed to the craft yeah. beer lover. Yeah, I right. Mean, and so I started doing some exploration over in Indianapolis and Southern Indiana, and I, I recognized you know this opportunity. There's breweries opening up over there. Uh-huh. Meanwhile, I'm managing eight different AB distributors, and they're pretty much exclusive right. to Anheuser Busch products. Maybe they have a couple of the big suppliers, but no real small breweries. Mm-hmm. So how are these guys going to get to market? So. I talked to my dad and he was the one who introduced me to Joe Wiseman and Joe and I had a meeting and I told him my idea was originally like a dis- distributor. But over in Ohio, that market had already evolved and grown right. to where it would have been really tough to make that a run. So he said what Dayton really needed was a, a brewery. Huh. And Joe, so- Joe said that. Yeah, Joe said, you know, Thirsty Dog had gone out, if you yeah. guys remember that. I do. Yeah. They were from Akron, but they, they had left. Miami Trail out of Xenia was gone. And so we really identified Dayton as that was the need. And so, you know, we kind of went out separate ways and, and I, I was looking at investing in a brewery in St. Louis, really wanted to do something in craft beer because it felt like the early days of Budweiser where it was all about people, it was about the beer. And so um, eventually Joe and I came back together at Flanagan's and had a meeting and uh, he said, you know what? He had his own business at the time. He said, you know what, let's do it. Hmm. Let's do it in Dayton. And cool. um, from there, we brought on Mike, 
who's an investor now, was our CFO. Um, and then through a chance meeting with John, um, you know, he was in town doing an event and we were just thinking that he might know somebody that would want to brew. We didn't have a brewer. Right. And so I guess they had a meeting, John drove back to Grand Rapids and the whole, the whole time they were just talking about our project. This would be an opportunity for John to, to put his own, yep, mm -hmm. to have ownership. He had ownership in New Holland, but it was small. Okay. And this would be his chance to put his own stamp on. So cool. Yeah, and so John came on and you know, John was with New Holland. John ended up leaving. I was with uh, AB for like three years. Okay. And, um, I had somebody coaching me through the process of when it was appropriate to leave. Okay. Um, but we wrote our business plan. We finished it. When we raised the capital, that was the time where we had to leave. So my wife was pregnant. Um, oh, no stress. No stress. No stress. I called my employer of 10 years and officially retired. Wow. And that was a pretty, I mean, I was so nervous to make that call. But after I made it and I got off the phone and they, and they tried to retain me, they tried to see if there was anything, but I was already on a path here yeah. and um so after i felt relieved yeah that's awesome it was exciting and john moved his whole family here wow from michigan um they love it cool they live in oakwood and um yeah it's just been a great a great place for us yeah that's um, awesome and my wife and i are happy her family's here so cool. we're back we have kids so the grandkids have their grandparents yep I have fallen into this category a couple times. I think there's a lot of people like me. They go to a local store or whatever and they see the, honestly, just like the artistry that is on the cans. Mm -hmm. And even if they're not big beer drinkers, they buy it just to have it in the fridge. Cause it, I mean, not to sound stupid, it literally looks pretty. Yeah. Uh, and I'm one of those weird people that organizes the fridge. So when I open it, it like looks the right way. That's weird, <laughs> I know. No, it's great. But if I have like- I need like, people like you. I have Trotwood on the top right of my fridge because it looks awesome up there. And then if someone stops by or whatever, I can, I can offer them a beer. I think there's a lot of people that buy it because it's pretty yep. or it looks, it looks better than your average beer. Do you feel the same way? And then who do we give credit to for that? So yes, I do. And that's my job, right? Okay. So, so you're doing a good job. Well, cause you know, John can make, I, my, my goal is to get you to buy because you he's, know, visually it's stimulating. Right. It's something that you want to get because they know once you taste it, yeah. you're going to say, okay, that's good. I'm going to want to come back. Yep. So my goal is to get you off the shelf. Hey, that's cool. I want to have that. Right. I want to organize my fridge with yeah. that. Uh, right. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So that's the goal. And the inspiration for that was, you know, Dayton's always been uh, a community rooted in, in art. Yeah. You know, um, we got the Oregon historic arts district right down here, a lot of artists. So that was from an early stages, we wanted to um, really focus on the artwork um, and, and tell a visual story right. as long as, um, as well as some in the copy as well. Right. Um, it's a great story because when I moved back here, um, you know, craft beer was not a thing. So a lot of the agencies I met with, and there were some great people, great agencies, um, put together some proposals and just didn't feel like it clicked. Huh. Um, so I had to go outside the scope of, of Dayton. Um, I came across a guy in Cincinnati that was, you know, on his one man shop. Really? Um, had seen some of his work. Um, I had to creep him out on LinkedIn okay. and I get him to accept my friend request. And um, I got on the phone with him and I said, you know, we were at a kind of a crunch time. This was 
August 2013, and we as a management team said, look, we are coming together after Labor Day, and we are choosing a logo. We had a bunch of different, yeah, and we're going with something. Huh. So I brought this guy in the Thursday before Labor Day, John huh. Pattison from Cincinnati. He's okay. our creative director. He's still our creative director. I was going to say, I've seen the name, yeah. Yeah, so, so we, we walked him around the building, and, and we explained to him Warped Wing and, and who, who we are and who we want to be. And so he took that information, and I said, John, you know, no pressure, but I need something by Tuesday. I'm sure he's just like, oh, of course, <laughs> you know, and of course. He's, such, he's so calm, if you knew JP, so calm. He said, okay, no problem. Wow. So we come back the Tuesday after Labor Day. We're sitting at a table. We, you know, this place is just a shell. Right. And we've got one guy on the phone, speakerphone, one guy on a hotspot, and he sends us this brand booklet, and it's this logo. Wow. And... It just like, like that. Just like that. Yep. So we're looking at the oval. Yep. Uh, and the the warped wing. The warped bird's wing. Yep. If you Google wing warping, that is that that image was actually hand drawn by a guy named James Pettigrew in 1859. Wow. Yeah. So he was a, a naturalist. Uh, he studied animals, birds in flight. He wrote a book called Animal Locomotion. And so JP and we were so fixed on aeronautical, like a plane wing, whatever we. But anytime you Google that, that comes right because up. the warped wing term was used by the Wright brothers. Wright brothers. Yeah, it was. Uh, I could see why you went that way. Yeah, it yeah. was a way. Um, we liked it. It was obscure. You know, it wasn't uh-huh. like Wright Brothers Brewing Company or something like that. Sure. Um, but then when he attached that that bird, it gave it that kind of vintage, kind of Indian motorcycle feel, uh-huh. which felt perfect. We're in an old brass and iron foundry, and yeah. it just all came together. And, and um, you all just sort of it clicked. So then we met at press. Oh, cool! And I shared the brand book. And everybody was like, yep, that's it. Yeah, that's awesome. And we got lucky. We put it on the kegs. We ordered cans. We did everything we needed to do with the logo. You and, know, um, it's, a, it's a great logo, and it's a great type font, and it's a hit, honestly, when people who don't work here or really even maybe come as regulars just want to buy the T-shirt. Yeah. Right? It's just a nice-looking shirt. Yeah, yeah. So you know you did a good job. Yeah. So, so he's, our, he's our creative director. I love JP. I mean, been working with him for a long time now. And then Tom Post... Um, is our illustrator. So okay. you see a lot of the illustrations. Um, he's he's a pretty big time artist. He's out of Cincinnati as well. Cool. But he, you know, one man band. Yep. Um, and uh, he's done some really great artwork for us over the years. And um, we've also used some other artists cool. depending on the cans, but um, primarily um, Tom Post. That's really staggering. It's awesome. I yeah. gave it as a gift uh, recently. I had some family extended family offer to host my family which is a big deal because we're kind of a lot uh, with four kids so (laughs) you offer us a space at your lake house to come hang out and i wanted to bring them a piece of dayton yeah and so i brought them uh several different six packs of warped wing beer this was last year and their first impression was these cans are awesome oh thank you and then you know they drank it and they have very good taste they're very i consider them cool relatives and they were like this this was the best gift. Like that's it awesome. looks awesome. It tastes awesome. Something like it's it's a great testament to that, you guys. That's great. I mean that validates what we do, and it I made, love hearing stories like that. Made me so. look like a cool nephew. Well, and that's hopefully that makes me feel good for you know multiple reasons. But you know you think about the higher purpose. It's from Dayton, right? And when you share something of right. quality, yep. Whether it's coffee or beer or whatever, right? It's pride. That's cool. Yeah. The, the idea of the podcast is New Dayton. It's not catchy. Uh, I mean, hopefully it's a little catchy, but it's not like revolutionary, the name. It's really trying to talk about how 
it's trying to dispel like how some people talk about Dayton and its heyday. Like Dayton was a good town. Dayton yeah. was the town of innovation, you know, the Wright brothers. And then they sort of get to GM and like in the sixties when my grandparents were here and working and playing in Dayton, like it was thriving. And then you get to today and it's like, yeah, it's Dayton. I mean, it's a Midwestern town. It's like, no, people who don't know Dayton don't know that there is such a cool brewery, yeah. that there are other locally owned, homegrown, in a lot of cases, businesses. Yep. And that's the point of the podcast is to tell the story of some of these sort of new Dayton entities, yeah. businesses, people, whatever, politicians, whoever it may be eventually. But the story of Warped Wing, I guess it's a hard question for some people to answer, I think, especially on the spot. But Warped Wing could be anywhere, right? If I was walking downtown St. Louis and I turned in a door and I saw Warped Wing, of course, it'd be yeah. a perfect fit there. In Dayton, I think when people walk in the door, they're like, I've walked in with people for the first time and they just stare. They, they look back there at the equipment. They're like, oh my gosh. Like, One of my favorite experiences watching people walk. And I know when they're new. Yeah, like they're, they're like, like oh this is legit yeah. so what role i guess i know it's a tough question but what role do you think dayton plays in this like i said it could be anywhere mm -hmm. but it's here and even if it expands and it becomes global and international it is dayton's yeah. in some way and yeah. what does that sort of what does the city mean to you guys well other than being born here and you know going to school my whole life here you know, I get asked that question a lot. I don't know what it is about Dayton. I'm, I'm sure you don't know either. I, I mean, know, yeah. um, I know you moved away yep. for a while and yep. ultimately came back. Um, there's something about this community that, that brings you back. And, you know, I never grew up hanging out downtown. Right. Now I freaking, I don't live down here, but I live down here. I right. work down here. And I've been exposed to some of the, the coolest people, mm -hmm. um, you know, entrepreneurial or not. Right. You know, and to be a part of this movement, as you call it, New Dayton, mm -hmm. to see young people, to see people putting themselves on the line yeah. to start businesses, not not just any business, but like really cool, whether it's a brewery or a coffee shop or a top five bourbon bar or, yeah. you know, whatever it is. Right. Um, it's it's something that I've never been a part of. And yeah. it's it's almost like a village, like a tribe. I mean, it's. Right. Um, Joe at Century Bar said yeah. that um, Dayton is a small town, right? It's, I call it a big small town, but it has all of the things that you would want in a big flashy city. You just have to look a little bit further for them yep. or look yep. a little bit harder for them. Yep. And I was like, you know what? I never really thought of it that way, but it's true. Like yep. I can take you to a cool vegan restaurant. Mm -hmm. But we just got to go get there. We yeah. can't just walk out of Warped Wing and get there sometimes. Yeah. Like, they're not all interconnected on one street downtown. Yep. But they're here. Oh, yeah. And it's really neat to see, especially when people start to see it and appreciate it for yep. what it is. So. Well, I think, you know, there's several examples. Um, you know, unfortunately, we had that, that hate rally that was scheduled. And, mm -hmm. you know, I didn't know how that was going to go. But I was pretty proud of how Dayton reacted in yeah. a peaceful, that's how cool Dayton is. Right. We're not going to show up with a bunch of violence. Right. We're all people that, that get it. Right. right. You know, we're trying to change the world through our little, right. Our little village and peacefully, also peacefully. Uh -huh. and, the, and that goes to the testament of the character of the people, um, the community. Right. And then you have a, you know, a natural disaster yep. that hits yep. and to be part of it down here, to see these businesses, right. 
you know, spending money that they probably don't have yeah. and resources and manpower to, to just... Just rally around the town. Yes, embrace yeah. their community. I mean, those are just examples yeah. of, of Dayton and, and if, why it's great to be here. If Dayton wasn't a town that supported each other or a town of togetherness that had each other's backs, then only the neighborhoods that were impacted by the tornado, yep. they just have to, to bail each other out. Take care of yourself, but yeah. As we talked about recently, like you've got people driving from all parts of all over town suburbs and whatever yeah. to just go help. Yep. That's, that's why people are like, why would you move back to Dayton? That's probably one of those intangibles that's like, it's hard to talk, it's hard to like put a finger on it. Yep. But that kind of thing is why. It was, I, I told somebody, because we became kind of a HQ for relief efforts. I saw and, some stuff, yeah. Um, when we went out and we saw the devastation in Trotwood and uh, Meadowdale, and I, I couldn't be more proud to be part of Dayton. I mean, That's it awesome. was a surreal experience. And although these people are struggling and they're, you know, they've, some of them have lost everything, yep. they were happy. I mean, yeah. I said, are you guys okay? They're like, we're good. Yeah. Because the, the community we'll rallied around them. So just another example. Um, you know, there's just, it, it's something, we're a resilient town. Yeah. You know, we've, we've had moments of triumph and I think recently we've just had one and um, it's hard to explain to people, but I don't know that you would get that. And I'm not going to name other cities right. around the area, but I don't know that you would get. I that say the same support. in a different way. I kind of say the same thing that that's so unique about Dayton that it's a small enough town that a locally owned, locally grown business can grow to be a household name, as I like to say about Warped Wing. Uh, in big, big cities or whatever around the country, it may be harder to stand out. Mm -hmm. And that, that's like, that's not a knock on Dayton saying, well, we have all these voids that need to be filled. No, it's a good thing. Yeah. It's, it's a town of opportunity. It's a town of potential. Yeah. And I just think it's so cool to see what you guys have done. What's next? Like, how are you guys growing? Are you allowed to share or talk about that <laughs> at all? Like. I know a lot of um, people. I can share some things. Yeah, I'm sure there's um, stuff that we can't talk about, and that's okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, I wish I could. I mean, timing-wise. Uh, yeah, we don't want any. We don't want break. Well, I mean, I'd take breaking news, but yeah, yeah. we don't want breaking news because we don't even know when we're launching yeah, this particular you. episode. I got you. But if there's something that so someone who's going to click this episode and listen on their phone probably is a little bit of a fan of Warped Wing. Yeah. What kind of stuff do you want them to know? Um, new, maybe a new beer launching, or not even that, but like. Well, just, we, you know, it's been an exciting year for us. We just launched Northwest Ohio. Uh, so Toledo, Finley, uh, Tiffin area. Okay. Um, it was our first venture into a partnership with a distributor. Um, mm -hmm. So we are partnered with those guys up north, and that's been, you know, pure growth cool. for us. And the beers have been, uh, you know, well, um, well received up there. Um, the partners are great. So that's been exciting for us. Cause cool. For a while, it's been Dayton, Cincinnati, Columbus, kind of, you know, that Southwest corridor. Um, also, we just signed a contract. We're going to be going with a distributor down in Cincinnati. Um, we've been doing that for a long time ourselves um, with kind of a skeleton crew. And now um, we have a partnership with Ohio Eagle that will be kicking off later this month. Cool. That will really open us up to a lot more customers, a lot more places, venues. In Cincinnati? Yeah. Okay. Um, no, you're good. So, um, so that's exciting. Um, we've we've been working on some other expansion projects. Um, you know that this new management team that we have um, has been evaluating different opportunities. We have got one that's really exciting. That's 99% going to go. Awesome. I can't. 
disclose that yet, but you're going to see some news on that coming out awesome. um, probably next week. Cool. So that's exciting. Just missed it. No, it's, it's fine. Okay. It's, fine. It's, it's all right. Um, but yeah, so we're we're really trying to, you know, our goal is slow, sustainable growth. Mm -hmm. um, as you know, there's a lot of breweries out there mm -hmm. and there's more coming online all the time. Right. So we want to be here for a while. Yeah. So we look at the business very closely. We look at the market. Um, you know, we're not necessarily putting all our eggs in distribution okay. because that can be a fickle place to be yeah. um, with, with consumers changing tastes all the time. Um, so we're just looking at different opportunities that, you know, we can maintain our coolness factor and grow our business and expand our brand awareness and expand our brand experience. That's cool. really what we're working on. What's one thing you wish uh, more people knew about Warped Wing? New about Warped Wing? Um, Other than you serve food now. Yeah, that <laughs> I was going to say food. Um, I don't necessarily think it's something that I wish they knew about Warped Wing. I just wish more people felt comfortable coming downtown. Yeah. Maybe not even comfortable, but made that a part of their 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 uh, social life. Yeah, yes, their social their life. Their social life. Perfect. Yeah. So, you know, I can't tell you. I have a neighbor, and I won't name him. Sure. Has never been to the brewery. No shout out. In five years. Yeah, no wow. shout outs on a negative. <laughs> but it's like, and I, get, I give him crap all the time, but it's like, we're That's not amazing. that far away. But yeah. there's other people out there, you know, whether I see him at the gym or, you know, in passing, Man, I've really been meaning to get down to your place. I'm like, right. dude, it's been five years. What yeah. the hell? We came from the suburbs to, to meet with you today, and we both commented on it literally took 15 minutes to get here. <laughs> I mean, literally, and I don't speed. We just maybe got a, a good luck of traffic today. But, like, as a kid growing up in the Springboro or Centerville area, I thought I thought downtown was 30 minutes. Yeah. And we just didn't really go that much. And I thought partially because of the travel. <laughs> Yeah. It's 15 minutes. Yeah. It's 17, 18 minutes for a lot of people. It's, it's not that bad. It's faster than, you know, probably getting to Oakwood. You know, if you go down right. 48, you jump right. on the highway, you're here. Right. I think some of it's, you know, the distance and, and people are kind of creatures of their own little, right. you know, immediate surroundings, which is fine. But, you know, with technology like Uber and things like yeah. that, whether they're scared of, you know. Parking. Most yeah. people are scared of the just finding a parking spot. Yes. I think. And, and we have been impacted by that. I mean, yeah. obviously, the growth of downtown. Yeah, has just the, that. the condos have, or whatever. I think yep. took the lot that we used to all park in. Yep, we yeah. have the townhomes here. Um, we've got the new accounting firm. Yeah. that went in, um, which we have access there. But you know, that's going to be a culture shift right. for Dayton, and for New Dayton, yeah. people are not going to be able to pull up to the parking spot right in front of the door. Sure, and walk. <laughs> it's going to be an adjustment because yes. as downtown becomes more populated and more popular, yes, there's just some take, give and take in that. You know, we've got a parking garage over here, but people are going to have to to come to that realization. We hope it doesn't discourage people. Cool. So how can people follow along uh, with the Warped Wing journey if they're not already? Okay. So I will give a shout out to my girl, Tara, Michelle, okay. who's our uh, marketing manager, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Um, what else are we on? Other social media. Our website. We just put in a new website at the end of last year. Cool. Um, so multiple outlets, yep. those are probably the best ways to follow up to date on what we're doing, awesome. what we have going on. So, Awesome. Well, thank you so much for taking the time and letting us invade the brewery and 
John's office and just, <laughs> I know it's a lot. I'm glad there's no vi visual in this office. It's pretty. <laughs> oh, we're going to do a picture. Yeah, we won't do a picture in here though. Okay, right on. All right, so thank you so much. We'll thank talk you guys. To you soon. Thanks for having me. All right. Thank you so much for checking out today's episode of the podcast. If you enjoyed our conversation, share it with your friends. Uh, take a screenshot on your phone, post it on Instagram to your story or to your feed. Post a shot on Facebook. Please help us spread the word about New Dayton. You can also subscribe to the podcast. You can leave us a review. And I want to give a special thank you to Katie Matthews for producing and editing the podcast. And a thank you and a shout out to John Waldron, who created all of the music for the podcast. Also, last thing, if you have a guest recommendation, please connect with me on Instagram, chip underscore James, or email me at chipjames at gmail.com. Oh, and one last, last thing, check out the website, choosingdayton.com forward slash new Dayton. Thanks again.